The following podcast you're about to listen to is brought to you by the Push Start Media Network, where everything you do in life begins with Push and Start. of the Sports Your Enthusiasm podcast brought to you exclusively by the Push Star Media Network. I am your humble host, Bryce Benjamin. Unfortunately, on this episode, wasn't able to have my co-host in the house, uh, Ed Reuter, for this particular recording session. Um, but nonetheless, we did have my guy C. Ham come through and um, we got together and uh, just kind of... Uh, shot the shit about basketball like what's been going on around the nba um what's been going on with the nba playoffs and kind of gave our thoughts on the bubble and you know just had a nice good old-fashioned barber barber uh barbershop style conversation about basketball and uh these playoffs and luka Doncic and lebron and um i mean yeah simple as that um, we kind of was just like talking and then it just kind of started recording. So, uh, you're going to notice when we, when we uh, go ahead and get over to the episode. But, um, other than that, man, it was a good time. Really enjoyed myself. Shout out to Christian and, uh, yeah, guys, make sure you go check us out. The push um, tons of great content for everybody out there. Video gamers, anime lovers, uh, sports, you know, we're on there. There's literally a podcast about Power Rangers, man. If you want to live a little 90s nostalgic era, um, or if you just love Power Rangers, man, go check it out. But um, tons of different podcasts, tons of different content, everything uh, on there for literally everybody. So, you know, go check us out. Pushstartmedianetwork.com, pushstartmedianetwork.com. All right, without further ado, I'm done rambling. Um, let me go ahead and let's get onto the conversation that I had with my guy, Christian Ham. It became more so like, okay, all right, you, you, we got that out the way. You back to being like LeBron. You mm-hmm. back to being like just everybody. I'm just here it. to play. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and then he went back to Cleveland. Are we recording? Hell yeah. I'll bet. We went back. <laughs> I jumped right in. I don't waste nothing. I respect it. <laughs> we went back to Cleveland and then, um, you know, he got that championship for the city mm-hmm. and it's like, yes. Like, like it was just, that was like just the, beautiful. yeah, the beautiful moment. moment. Where, I felt like that was necessary to solidify his career just period yeah. just like his legacy like right. especially given the lack of championships in that area like yeah he brought something very important to that city yeah he did if they what didn't have a championship in i forgot it was like 40 40 or something 40, 50 years yeah. drought or some shit like that <laughs> And, and that uh, was just te- that was not just basketball. That was just like teams, teams in, general. in general. Yeah, the whole yeah. city of Cleveland. It was just like dark, just dry. Yeah, like the, the football team always sucked. Yeah, well, since they came back into the league, the basketball team was always bad until LeBron got there. Mm-hmm. And then uh, all of a sudden, man, he comes back and he gets that championship to that team. Like, and then that 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 whole sequence. Like, first of all, think about it. Mm-hmm. They took out the seventy three win Golden State Warriors, Truth. the greatest regular season team of all time. Mm-hmm. Like they was down three one, an impossible thing that has never happened before. Right, and then that game seven, 
like all the sequences that and let me ask you a question i'm gonna get your honest opinion yeah the last i think it was like the last 230 or whatever that may be but the sequence i want to talk about is the iggy fast break Mm -hmm. the block by james all right, and then two plays later, the Kyrie shot over mm-hmm. Curry to base pretty much like Nail ice the, the game. Coffin. Yeah, mm-hmm. do you think that's the greatest sequence in NBA Finals history? Like that full sequence right there. It's very hard for me to even think of another one that comes close. Because another one that people will argue with is the Ray Allen shot. In Miami? For Miami. Game six okay. against San Antonio. Also, another one. Wait, no. Well, no, that doesn't count because that's not finals. So, scratch what I'm thinking. What do you think? I'm thinking because I'm also thinking of that Derek Fisher play for the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals uh-huh. to take us to the chip. Okay. When uh, against uh, 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 Sacramento? Sacramento. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That last second, yeah. we had like 1.6 on the clock or something like that. He uh-huh. made that. That was that was one of the nicest little sequences I've seen because on the the play right before that, Kobe got to steal. Or was it was it Kobe? I think it was Kobe got to steal in the inbound. Okay, to set that up mm-hmm. to call the timeout, and then that led to the quick yeah. inbound play. Derek Fisher hitting that bucket. Mm. So like that's another one too. Yeah, man. But it kind of discounts it because it's Western Conference Finals. It's not the finals. the finals, right? Right. So like I definitely think that whole sequence. You just can't make that up. That shit was like that a was movie. so legendary. It was like a movie. It was legit like a movie. To be watching it, like I'm literally getting goosebumps right now thinking about it because I was watching that in real time and it was just like, whoa. Mm-hmm. That's like one of those, like the commercials always talk about. That's one of those where amazing happens NBA yes. moments right there. Yes, like that's the commercial. Just give me that sequence, and that's the commercial. That's a fact. Put bro. where amazing happens at the end. Commercial done. That's a fact. <laughs> that's it. Man, like just thinking about that, that that was one of the best game sevens I've ever seen, period. Like mm-hmm. any sport. And uh, like you, you, you get the block. And then they got the perfect call. They got Mike Breen on the mic, man. Mm-hmm. He's, he's perfect for the scenario. Amazing. He's not missing a fucking beat. Bye James. And then Curry comes, uh, Kyrie comes down over Steph Curry, mm-hmm. MVP, mm-hmm. unanimous MVP at that point. He said, Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, crossed him up. Bang! He hits it over Curry. Bro. By the way, Kyrie is fucking Curry up that whole series. That whole <laughs> yeah. people I don't mean, talk about that. No one wants to talk about that. Yeah, he was fucking Curry up. Yeah, he was he he was giving him the beats. Yes, he, he was. He was giving him the beat down. And yes, nobody wants to talk about it because they give Curry all this credit for being a high level defender because he gets in the passing lane really good and gets steals. Right. That's not a de- yeah. that's not a good defender. One on one, he couldn't do nothing with him. He, he couldn't do nothing torched. with him. Yeah, he's getting torched. You like, ask me, Kyrie it. has the number one handle in the NBA. He might have the number one handle ever. I agree with you. I don't think I've ever seen, I never anybody. seen anybody move how he moves. Yeah, moved. the way he's able to, it's like watching street ball damn mm-hmm. near in the NBA. You want to know one of his secrets? I, I read a, uh, a little interesting article about it, about what he used to do when he was younger. What's that? He said the, the reason why his grip and his handle with the ball is so good is because he used to wrap a plastic like tops bag uh-huh. around the basketball when he was practicing his dribbling drills. Oh. So his hand would be even more slippery right so he had to go that much harder to make sure he clasped and grasped at the ball because it had a plastic bag on the outside of right. it right so that's some goku shit i was like <laughs> when i heard that when i heard that i was like yo this dude yeah that's some next level shit that's some yeah. kobe mamba mentality type shit and yes. he was a teen doing this he was like 15 16 years old doing this you know what? It makes all the sense in the world now. That's why his handle is so disgusting it makes all the sense that's in why the he world. could go way out there and just snatch it back like a yo-yo it's yeah. like 
Yeah, the thing he'd be doing to get because he's only like he's listed six three, but Kyrie's six six feet six one yeah, maybe. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like giving I'm, him a nice little boost. Yeah, I'm looking him eye to eye. Like Facts. I'm six one myself. I'm looking him eye to eye. Facts. Um, but the way that first of all he's able to get to a spot with his dribble moves. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like okay, he hits you with a dribble move. Okay, you defend that. He hits you with a counter dribble move. There you are. You ain't getting that one. Mm-mm. And then the way he's able to finish amongst the trees. That's what's so scary. Like it's written, it's amazing. acrobatic finisher on Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame, like, purple badges. Like, yes, mm. that's what it is to me. His his ball control, his control just with the ball in general going to the bucket. Yeah, it's never like you know his arms sticking out randomly. It's just everything is intentional. Yeah. It's just like mm-hmm. you got very technical. Com- he got complete command of it. Yeah, complete I, command of it. And my favorite thing about him is his ability to just switch direction. Yes. You shouldn't be able to just stop going one way and then go right back the other way just as fast. Like, that's like an anomaly. To yeah, me. man. When I see that, I'm just like, how do you, how do you stay in front of that? It's his ball, his shiftiness, his athleticism. Like, he's able to combine that into one complete package, man. And it's crazy. Like, he's it. He's him. I just, I hope that um, he can get healthy first of all because mm-hmm. he's having injuries issues over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And but him and and KD. If KD can come back healthy, there's a lot of ifs there because mm-hmm. he got a torn Achilles. That's nothing to play with. That's tough. But, Especially um, that man his size. Right, exactly. Like, KD's damn near seven feet tall. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he may have to modify his game a little bit more. Agreed. I think, like, from KD this upcoming these upcoming years. He's going to he have to shoot a lot. I think, yeah, he's gonna, I think you're going to see more shooting, and I also think you're going to see more post-ups. Agreed. I, I, I think Why he, don't he do that more anyway? Because the way he's able to just extend with his jumper right. he's so much taller than nobody everyone. can block his shot yeah like he's going to be able to get his shot off against literally everybody he need to go train with Dirk mm-hmm. yeah yeah for I, a summer I think that is where his game is going to transition to more so he need to just go train with Dirk for a little bit and work on his post game because yes. Dirk has that unique length like he has yes. doing his post moves yeah so like, I don't think he would benefit from training with somebody like Hakeem Elijah Wan. I don't right. think he would benefit. I this, think they're two different post better. games. Yeah. yeah. Elijah Wan has more assertive. It's more strength. Right. He had the dream shakes. He had the, the shimmies. He had the up and unders. And Elijah Wan, he had post moves for days. Mm-hmm. When Dirk came in, he brought a different element because, you know, he's a seven footer that can shoot threes. Mm-hmm. And then he could drive to the rim, but he that that first of all that fadeaway, yeah, that one legged fadeaway, space. nobody can block mm-hmm. it. But then when he developed that that drive to the ba- or to the paint. Stop at about 14, 15 feet, and mm-hmm. then do that fade away that from there. That joint was elite. He was fucking Miami up that he series. He's seven feet tall doing that. And seven feet tall. It's like, how Un- do you stop that? Unguardable. Especially back then when he was little. Right. They were small back right, then. Right, right, exactly. So. Like they had nobody. So I think KD, if he can, if and he's he's got that. He's got the skill set, skill set to be able to develop that. Absolutely. I think you're going to see more of that, though, coming up. because And then you try to put a bigger guy on him, he could blow right back. So. Not only that, I think something that uh, KD probably will be working on in this time that he's been off is his upper body strength. Yeah. Like, I, I foresee Kevin Durant coming back a lot less lean. Mm-hmm. I see him being a little bit more looking like how Giannis looked that second year in the league. Like mm-hmm. when he started to like fill out a little bit more, yeah. not getting like huge, but like, I feel like we're going to see a, a way more built Kevin Durant than we've ever seen. I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. Especially and he's going to need that if he's going to be in the post a little bit. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say that. To Just bang. about to say that. Mm-hmm. I can see that hundred percent. Um, I hope that's the way it goes. Fingers crossed. Cause I would love to see that. It makes me think of like, when Melo decided to start playing power forward more in New mm-hmm. York and he started putting his back on people and just using his skill and his size, 
I think it's going to be like a way more like ridiculous version of that. It's, it's <laughs> the, Bro- the Brooklyn dynamic is interesting because you got these two players. You got Kyrie, you got Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. Now, if they fired their head coach, Kenny Atkinson, uh, this past season, and they're, I read a report that they're going to throw like a godfather author to, uh, offer to uh, Greg Popovich Pop. to come be the head coach. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if that happens, Please. which that would be nuts. I just want to see it. That would be nuts. Like you got arguably the greatest head coach of all time. Mm-hmm. Top five. Um, compared with compared with uh with Kyrie and then Kevin Durant and then you got Karis LeVert you still got Spencer Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie we see what happens I said they still trying to say that they they want to get that third star like out here Bradley Bill so uh my man ex uh Xavier he's mentioned into a trade to me on Facebook with like they're trying to look at Joel Embiid to try to pry him away from Philly uh, and we'll talk mm, about Philly soon too uh, but um I don't like that one I like the first one better Bill I, I think that uh I think people get they don't need it. Yeah, I don't think they need Karis it. Karis LeVert is that third star. I like Karis LeVert, man. He's good. Because, I mean, the concern with him is that he needs the ball. Like, Karis LeVert is at his best when he's able to operate with the ball in his hands. Okay. All I, right. I'll solve that for you right now. Bring him off the bench. Let him be the sixth man. Yeah. And he's running the floor with the second unit. Yeah. I think that Problem could be a, solved. Because I think, like, I'm thinking of a Brooklyn's lineup. Like, you if, can't you, start all three if you bring in, like, Karis Silver and Spencer Dinwiddie off the bench, mm-hmm. and Dinwiddie don't mind coming off the bench, we, I think we, you know, they, uh, he produced off yeah, the bench. Exactly. I feel like he plays better off you the You bring bench. in Karis off that, like, that could be a crazy second unit. I agree. Like, you got Kyrie, gonna, KD, you, you probably got Joe Harris in there to space the floor. Mm-hmm. You got DeAndre out there, or you got, or I mean, you got, uh, uh, Jared, Jared Allen. Allen. Like, that team could be fun. Scary, I'm telling bro. you, that I second unit, scary. that second unit will be able to contend with yes. anybody's second unit. Yeah, and it, people don't think about that in basketball, man. Like, I, and like the starters is is good. Like, you definitely want to have a, a core five that you go to. Mm-hmm. But like that bench unit could be the, the the make or break of a team. That's literally my secret when I played NBA Two K. My team, mm-hmm. people think my best players are my starting five, and mm-hmm. that's why I trick you. My starting five are just my players that I play the most consistent with. Right. Like, they, I just have good synergy with them. I know what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. I know what they can't do. And I know that no matter what starting five people put out there, they're going to be able to hold their own. Right. But my beasts, my savages, my Zion Williams that runs point, my LaMelo ball, they all come off the bench. Mm-hmm. My my Giannis that can run point, they come off the bench. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I want people to think that, oh, all right, I've played this starting five before. Yeah. Because I got, you know, usual suspects in there. I got Kawhi Leonard. I got Pascal Siakam. Right. You know, I got people like that. But my bench is crazy. Mm-hmm. The bench could be the make or break. Of it. Think of like so all important. The, think about like all the Spurs championships. Like, Come on. Their benches, like Mono Ginobili so coming off the bench. Mono Ginobili is a GOAT, and I'm so mad he's not in 2K. Boris Diaw. You had the well, Tony Parker started. Danny Green was coming off the bench too right. for a time. There's been several players where like you got to solidify mm-hmm. that that sixth, seventh, eighth men. So important. They play pivotal roles, mm-hmm. especially when your players go down and they have to miss two, three games. Right. You got that person that can step right in, and it's like Not your miss, team never missed a beat. Don't skip a beat. See, I feel like Brooklyn is really, really capable of that because all this off time that Durant and Kyrie have had has given that team a chance to really grow and yes. believe in themselves mm-hmm. and trust in their own will. And, like, it really let Karis LeVert be like, oh, I could actually be, like, a threat out here. Right. So, I'll, man, listen. That Brooklyn team could be scary, man. That that team, 
Um, starting next season, I think you're going to hear a lot more hype about him, especially mm-hmm. when you start seeing KD on the floor and, and practice and seeing how he's looking and got his form back and everything of that nature there. And See, all the hype is going to be there. And I've been forced to pay attention to that team because one of my closest, like, basketball buddies, like, shout out to my boy Reddick. He made the uh, intro for Push Start. Mm-hmm. That's his team. Brooklyn. Ah, okay. His team been Brooklyn since i known him. Like, yeah. he's never wavered. Yeah. So, like, he always, like, talk about his squad. So, like, it forces me to, like, yeah. know what his players do and stuff. Because we play against each other. Right. So, I'm like, I got to know about Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like. Yeah, yeah I feel you on that one. Yeah, and they, that, That's why I pay attention to them, boys. Because they play good basketball. Yeah, and they're in our division. I'm a, I'm a Sixers fan. So, mm-hmm. they're in my division. And I pay attention to all the people that's in our, our division. Got to. And, uh, yeah, that's one of the teams where it's like, fuck, next year. Especially with my Philly boys is looking right now. Like, we're, we're fucked. I, do, you, do, you think, do you think you guys are going to split up next, next season? Do you think they're going to try and split them up? I think... Matter of fact, let me, let, me, let me run that back a little bit. Okay. Do you think, first, it's a good idea to split them up? And do you think they will or not? All right, so th- people making the argument that Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons don't work together. And, okay... Their games doesn't complement one another because mm-hmm. they do a lot of the same shit. They both want to operate in the paint. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's, their, that's when they're at their best, when they can operate in the paint with the ball in their hands. Truth. Um, but I don't think that you take two generational-type talents and split them apart. What you do is you build around that team. When when, when they initially started playing basketball, this was two years ago, we had a team that was uh, comprised of Ben Simmons, J.J. Reddick, Robert Covington, Dario Saric, and Joel Embiid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Cov, my man. Um, so that was a starting five. So you had two paint players, and then you had surrounded them with three shooters. Yep. All right, and we went on to win 53 games that year. We took out Miami, Miami in five games, and then we lost to Boston in, in five games the next round. And then instead of... Building more on building that. Building more on that, that 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 type of that mode right there because it worked. It like, worked really to, well. To end, the, to end that season, we won 17 straight games. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, we found, and, our, we found our jail. And that was too, that was when they were younger. And right. like, they didn't really fully understand their game yet. Exactly. They're still learning. They're mm-hmm. still getting better. Mm-hmm. All right. So instead of building upon that, and then we had like the whole GM sequence and like our, they fire our GM. It, like, it, the whole Philly conundrum to be a Philly yeah. fan is 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 so fucking sh- weird and stressful. Yeah, it's a lot of bo- like you got a fucking GM making burner accounts to talk shit about his players and shit. Like that is so that's terrible. So, yeah, that's terrible. But um, we fire our GM. We go into the we hire a rookie GM, Elton Brand, who has to keep the staff of the fired GM, so he can't put together his own staff. Mm-hmm. And then we have all these assets that our savior Sam Hinkie accumulated as his tenure at GM. Mm-hmm. And then we trade, we do the Jimmy Butler trade because we didn't have that player that can in the fourth quarter that can give the ball to and go get a bucket. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. I understand that trade, but then we trade in all of our assets for Tobias Harris. <laughs> I, yo, who, I did not like that. Oh my God. And at the time, like that for at the time it's like, okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. We want, we think we can win the championship this year. Mm-hmm. Right. So you go all in. Mm-hmm. Warriors are compromised. We got to worry about the Bucks and the Raptors pretty much as the two teams in the Eastern Conference and Boston at that point, too. Yep. All right. I get it. You make that move. We're a bounce shot away. The greatest shot fucking I ever seen in the, in the oh, my God. The Kawhi shot. And then and then that offseason, we fucking shot is goaded. fumbled the ball, bro. We bro. just fumbled it. Like. You, you max out Tobias Harris that nobody For, was going to max out. Nobody why? was going to max him out. 
You give $180 million to Tobias, and I like Tobias Harris. He's a solid player. He ain't worth that, He's though. not a $180 million player, so you cap strung there. But then on top of that, you go and you give $100 million to your backup center in Al Horford, who plays the same position as Joel Embiid, and you think that they can play together because Al Horford was a 34 35% shooter from three. And his and when he's in Boston, but he didn't shoot a lot of them, so mm, you know that's why it's a factor with it, right? Yeah. And then you know, you double down on the size aspect. Like, okay, we're gonna go big, we're gonna be imposing, um, we're gonna play defense, but we can't shoot. Like, we have no shooting whatsoever. Ben Simmons refuses to shoot. Still, mm-hmm. Joel and B, he's he can he's shoot, but he's not. You don't want him shooting threes all the time. Yeah, you want yeah. him in the paint. You want exactly. him in. That's where his presence is most felt. Josh Richardson, he's a okay. He can shoot, but he's, he's not a knockdown. JJ Redick, you need Duncan. somebody that's gonna. Okay, I'm gonna get threes from him. And 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 my thing is like, okay, you built up this basically playing '90s basketball at this point. We got fucking four power fours on the floor. Yeah, you got Ben Simmons who they they stop with the the pop with the point guard. He's not a point guard. Okay, he yeah. he's he's excellent. He he can do shit with the ball. He's an excellent transition. He's a power forward with playmaking skills. Exactly. He's he's Scottie Pippen. He's Lamar Odom. Yeah, exactly. He, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. But you got to go get yourself a guard that can go and be able to handle the rock and create a, a shot. Point guard. Exactly. So he's doing this still this Ben Simmons experiment where he's playing point guard and he still refuses to shoot. So now that just clogs the lane even more. And like, I feel like y'all should have kept Markel Fultz. <sighs> If, and that's another He's thing. He's hooping in Orlando. That's another thing that fucked us too, though. The, the Markel Fultz situation. What was up with him? Why was he not playing? Bro, we draft him. Mm-hmm. And I loved him in college. Like, I remember watching the highlights. He was excellent. He was mm-hmm. the, the player that we needed to complete the process. Like, he was the key piece right there where it's mm-hmm. like, we get him and now we're good. Yeah. Like, the idea of Markel Fultz was it. But then he comes in, he's summer league, he plays well, he hurts his ankle, he's out, he comes back for training camp, and then he can't shoot. Yeah, what was that? It was his shoulder. That was so it, it, weird. He was diagnosed with, uh, I think it's called thoracic shoulder syndrome or something like that, where it's like a nerve in your shoulder that, uh, like, it just randomly goes off and it, like, kind of hinges your shot. Uh, so in his shooting shoulder, he had that. You know, um, uh, you remember the player Landry Fields? Yep. He had the same issue. I love Landry Fields. He yeah. was back on that Linsanity yep. New York Knicks yep. yep. He had the same issue, though. Damn. Um, yeah, same thing happened to him. He's out the league, when, you know, next couple of years when that, when he was diagnosed he, with it. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Because he had a nice little stretch. Exactly. Damn. Landry, so he was solid. That's crazy. Yeah, Landry was solid. But, um, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's like a lot of like, – every weird thing that can happen to my Sixers team just happens. And it's just one of those things like you would think like, as an NBA mind and you see where the game is at, yeah. shooting is a fucking premium. So you would think yeah, that you would right go – Exactly. Like I was watching the Miami and Indiana game uh, the other day, yesterday mm-hmm. at work. And uh, you just see like dude Duncan Robinson out there just pulling. I see Crowder out there pulling. pulling I see Tyler Hero coming into the game pulling. And it's like, yo, this opens up so Same much Same thing with the Clippers. Space. Exactly. That's why the Clippers do so good. They Same thing with the Clippers. Wetting it up. Same thing. Like you look at all the elite teams in the mm-hmm. NBA. The one consistent thing that they have is sport, uh, is floor spacing and shooting. Mm-hmm. And you go and look at the Sixers, and that's the one thing that we don't have. Mm-hmm. Like we can't space the floor. Nobody can shoot on our team besides Furkan Korkmaz and Shake Milton, who's basically a fucking rookie. We're starting that point guard. Yeah. And it's like, yo, how the fuck did you build this team? Like our, the whole organization just be shamed, man. Like it's it's a shame what they did with all it's the a assets. Rocky Road. Yeah, y'all had it's some terrible. Y'all, y'all was set. 
up for greatness. It was terrible, and they fumbled Some the bag. Of, yeah, somebody fumbled. They the fumbled bag. the bag. Like Big. ownership, terrible. The GMs, terrible. Like once is, and I'm I'm praying that. Boston ends us today. Like, just just get it over with. Just, just sweep us. With. I want this to be like the most shameful shit that the Philadelphia Sixers organization could ever feel. I want everybody I go gone. Back to the I want board. everybody gone um, from the top. And then I want to start. It if, if you're going to start over, just start with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, and, then, and go from there. Mm-hmm. And just go from there because you 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 fucked it up already. Mm-hmm. All right, you fucked up the bag. You fucked it up already. Try to salvage it this way. Get you a get a GM that actually knows basketball. Yep. Get a head coach that can fucking put together schemes mm-hmm. that can best utilize their talent. Yep. And go from there. But like, what the fuck, bro? Bro, it's been I, rough. It, it, I, I I feel it's your pain because that was me last year as a Lakers fan, and I was getting very shifty when all the trade talks started talk, coming up about Anthony Davis, and I'm like. Yo, look, I'm not, I don't want y'all to think that I don't like Anthony Davis. Yeah. I love Anthony Davis. He's a great player. But I don't want to give up all my young boys for Anthony Davis right. if we're not going to have nothing left over. Because, like, before that, they were talking about, they weren't talking about anybody else to fill the space that we we're going to be losing for all these players. They were just basically talking about building around AD, LeBron, and Kuzma. And yeah. I was like, Kuzma? <laughs> what? Killer Kuz, man. What are y'all talking about? Like, no. We don't need to build around him. Y'all should have kept Brandon Ingram and got rid of that nigga Kuzma. Right. That's what I wanted. But I don't know, bro. I Yeah, what the Lakers did with the, the AD trade, and and you get the mindset. I get I, I get the thinking. It. Like, okay, you want you get a, a talent like AD who's a top five, maybe top three player in this league. Mm-hmm. Okay, I get it. Um, so you go all in on that trade, but what is the what's, the return? Like what's okay, left over. So you giving up you give up, like you said, all your young assets. You give up Josh Hart, Josh Lonzo, Hart, Lonzo, Ingram, right? Exactly. Picks, picks, first round picks as well. And on top of that, a lot of people don't talk about it. AD is a free agent after this offseason. Yeah, you know what he I'm saying. Even, he he didn't even agree to extend An his extension. contract. Right, right. So now you're going all this on possibly a one year rental. Mm-hmm. Which, if I had to bet money, I think he resigns. Yeah. But if shit goes wrong in LA, like if something just dramatically changes, you never know what that Lakers from team, night to night. Exactly. You don't know what could happen. So now, like, if that happens, you're lu- you're stuck with LeBron James and then a bunch of just, you know, role players. Yeah. You know, not even like, and it's not like excellent role it players. It wasn't even great ones. Yeah. See, like, the thing that saves our team, because we're not a great three point shooting team, we're mm-hmm. a decent three point shooting team, but we have that same ability to space, space the floor because we have LeBron. Right. He attacks the basket, yeah. draws the double team, and then that creates space for everyone yes. else. Yes. Just period. So like it's the same concept just with a different play style. And I think I think that's gonna run out if our boys don't start hitting more shots. Yeah. KCP turned it up last night. Shout out to him. He brought it back. But Danny Green, what the fuck, bro? Yeah. What the fuck, Danny Green? I was so happy when we signed you. And then you was hooping at the beginning of the regular season. Mm-hmm. And we got in his bubble. And he just got bubble sickness or something. I don't know what it is with him. Like, he must have... This is what happened. This is my conspiracy theory. He must have had dinner with TJ Warren. Hmm. And TJ Warren took whatever (laughs) rest of the juice he had from winning that championship with Kawhi and put it on himself. Yeah, he pulled the Monstars (laughs) on Danny Green. He had him touch the ball. Yeah. So he was like, Danny Green, whatever rest of the power you got, I'm putting it on top of my power level, and I'm about to be great in the bubble. 
Man. That's my theory. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Danny Green's always been one of those streaky ass players. He's the perfect, he's the perfect compliment to LeBron. Mm-hmm. When they signed him, when he went to the Lakers, I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. He'd be world. so open. Low maintenance player, can hit open shots, and then goes in the opposite end of the floor and can guard the best player on defense. That's the thing that hurts my feelings because you can't take him out even though he's missing because he's valuable on D. Right. And he makes smart decisions. Exactly. Yeah, and he's a smart player. But like, but if that shot's not falling, hit, bro. yeah, his value definitely deteriorates. And my team is being stupid. Why is Quinn Cook not playing? I think Quinn Cook, the idea of Quinn Cook is better than the player of Quinn Cook. But I feel like he's going to hit them shots better than some of these players they're given the opportunity to. I hear you on that one. I hear you on that one. And we've seen it. We've seen Quinn Cook come into the finals last year and hit some and shots. Hit for shots. Say, but i also seen him miss a lot of shots as That's well. That's true. That's valid. Um, I mean, shit, it doesn't hurt to try it. You That's got, what I'm you got, you got Caruso out there. That's what I'm saying, you know? bro. You got Granddad out there yeah. with the head, man. <laughs> and I like Caruso. He's a high energy. He's a fun him. guy. He's he's fun. But he's Caruso. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, there's like I don't I don't I, I get the hype. He's he's a white dude who could jump. He got a, he got the balding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's fun to watch. Like I, he's I, a fan favorite. I, he's I, a exactly. Boban. He's he's TJ McConnell. That what TJ used to be for my Sixers. Yeah. Second, less at, or TJ's less at, less athletic, mm-hmm. scrappy player. I love TJ McConnell. Yeah, I love him too. Ooh. I miss him. Yeah. I miss TJ, man. I really do. It's, it's a couple of players in the league that's like that. Yeah, that's you scrappers. need those players. I you like need him. those little scrappy ass players, man. It's gonna get in somebody's face. It's gonna guide D- you full court. Die for the ball, yeah. going out of bounds. Do all the hustle plays. I love that. Mm-hmm. But that is the best that they can do. They're limited as a player. Mm-hmm. That's why they only could get you know eight to twelve minutes in playoff scenarios. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So there's reasons why they're not out there but you know you're relying on him like Dion waiters i think should be getting more burn mm-hmm. you know you sign smith. smith what really fucked you guys though i think is uh avery bradley, avery bradley. Coming. yeah he's that was my, huge he was my favorite pickup of the offseason yeah like i love avery bradley like yeah i was an avery bradley fan, fan back in boston when he mm-hmm. was hooping like when he was hooping yeah and like that's what made me acquire him on my team on 2k because i was like damn avery bradley is really good right and his jumper is very consistent yeah very consistent and like Pound he, for pound, he hurt us. Pound for pound, he might be the best perimeter defender, one of the best perimeter defenders. Like I agree he, with you. he's in that same realm when guarding point guards, as if like Kawhi guarding the wing. He's on you. Yeah, he's like mm-hmm. white on rice. He's on you. You know bro. what I'm saying? He's on. So you. that element right there, and it's not not really affecting you guys in this series against the Blazers, just because y'all so physically imposing on them. Mm-hmm. But it's going, it's, it's going to show its head. Somewhere. Yeah, I'm worried when we play the Clippers. Yeah, that can be that can be big there. I, I'm also awaiting to see what Rondo's effect is going to be. Yeah, because he's very valuable. Mm-hmm. I'm I was upset that he didn't play Game Three, but I'm glad we got that win. Mm-hmm. But I know I know what he do. His presence, like you you can't just be like, yes, yeah, I don't know. I got to guard him. Yeah, like he always has a little bit of shiftiness that you never know. Rondo is is nice to have a second ball handle out there besides LeBron, LeBron. James, right? Because mm-hmm. yeah, Rondo is not really a ball handler; he's exactly. just a guard. Rondo can run the offense for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He can run your offense. He can get you in the and right. He can sets, get a basket if he needs, and to. he can go get you a basket if he needs. Mm-hmm. To. Yeah, that's a fact. We need um, him and that veteran presence. He's gonna get that. Mm-hmm. You know, when the young boys is getting riled up, he's yeah. gonna be, hey, hey, settle down. You know, yeah, just just watch me, like, yeah. Yeah, the Lakers, I think you got, like, this series against the Blazers, as fun as it's been, and, you know, we just talked about it earlier. I, I love Dame Lillard. I love C.J. McCollum. I like Nurkic. And Nurkic surprised me. 
how how good he's come back from that. Shout injury. out to Melo. Melo, yeah. Melo been, been playing defense. Shout out to Melo. I gotta man. give it up to Melo. And I'm I'm not gonna lie. When Melo was was originally signed by the Blazers, I was not a believer. I wasn't sold. I'm like, yeah, I'm like he's he's washed. Like I'm good on that one. Mm-hmm. But for what his role has been for this Blazers team, he hundred percent adapted to it and he's, he's playing good, good ball. Yeah. yeah. He hit some big shots, like that mm-hmm. like corner specialist is on goal, man. Mm-hmm. Melo hit some good shots. Him and Gary Trent have been in tandem playing really good defense yes. on LeBron. Yeah, 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 yeah. They've been as good of defense been, as you as they can play. Yeah, they've been pests. Like they yes. haven't been giving them easy shots. They've yeah. been getting them frustrated and foul trouble. Mm-hmm. Gary Trent, especially like drawing a lot of offensive fouls. Yeah. He's been playing some solid basketball. So him and Melo in tandem, I feel like that's an invaluable piece for that team going forward. They need to hold on to that. Yeah, I'm sold on Gary Trent too, man. He He's a good player, he's, man. He's something. He's locked yeah, in. Yeah, he's something. He's that uh that guy. He can come down. He's he Matt can, Barnes. He, he hits shots. He, and then he can go. He's going. He's guarding the best perimeter Without a care, not team. even thinking about it. And not even thinking about it. Yeah, just going. All right. He's one of those guys that's like, all no, right, yo, fact, who got? Ig- he's Iggy. He's like, who's got LeBron? Yeah. And he's the first person to raise his hand. I got him. I got him. I'm going to go check him. I got Brian. Yeah, I'm going to go get him. And he's doing it, too. And he's giving it all his he's all, giving man. His... Now, in, in, you know, LeBron is 200. He's LeBron. Yeah, he's 260 pounds. He's 6'8". It's hard to stop LeBron James. But I feel like he's doing but the he's not backing he down. Yeah, he's do. not backing down from the challenge. He's like, he's, he's got him by three inches and probably and playing like 80 physical. pounds. He's playing right. physical with LeBron. Exactly. I like it. Like, I, I like the way it's forcing LeBron to play. Yeah. Because LeBron's getting, I felt like this year... Not to take nothing away from this, because this is good, too. He led the league in assists. But I felt like that took a little bit of the small amount of killer instinct that he has. That's one thing I always disliked about LeBron. He don't got enough killer instinct. Yeah. Like, that's why Kobe, rest in peace, is my favorite player and will always be. Because that killer instinct can never be questioned. Mm-hmm. But LeBron, it's, 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 you know, here and there. It's never there all the time. Yeah. And, like, when he's passing and trying to play make so much i feel like he loses even more of that yeah and you see last night when he's attacking that rack what happens mm-hmm. you got can't do nothing with it you can't yeah. stop this man yeah, you can't do nothing with it he's a mongrel yeah so i need that lebron i know you i know you're getting your assists off but i need you to go to the rack mm-hmm. please when lebron's like that he's that's when he becomes undefendable because mm-hmm. he, he can get to like lebron legit can get to the rack anytime that he wants mm-hmm. And his first step and, is like crazy. And that's the thing about it. And, and and he has definitely lost a step in his older age. So he's 34, 35 years mm-hmm. old now. So he's not like younger LeBron where LeBron can just blow past you now. But he's still physically imposing. So you may be LeBron, able to stay in front of him a little bit more, but yeah. he's still running right through dudes. LeBron at 35 is still more athletic than most players in the NBA. Yeah, that's a fact. Like that's, that's fact. the crazy thing about it. Like yeah, he's 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 an alien. Like that's, he, that's, yeah, he's like the man is a is a is an alien made I never, <laughs> from another planet. I've never seen anything like it and we probably never will again. Yeah. Like just uh and that opens it up when you go into the rack, then you can start to get your assists off. Mm-hmm. Like focus on attacking first so everybody is paying attention to you and then get AD open. Mm-hmm. Get green open. Get Morris open. Morris has been good for us too. I yeah. like I like the addition of Morris, but yeah, I think um, I think oh, you guys no. are going to finish this series off in Portland, and uh, I think five. five games. Yeah, maybe six. Maybe Portland can squeeze another one out with some. If good McCollum game plays like he played again last night, and Lillard is more consistent, then we might have some trouble. Yeah, but I think uh, if I was betting money, I think this this series would be over in five. Yeah. Um, the series that I've been most interested in so far. Hmm. is the Dallas and, and Clippers and Cl- series. Yeah. yeah. 
I'm I feel so bad for my man Luca. I do too. Luca has been playing, and, and people that know me know I'm a huge Luka Doncic fan. Yeah. I love Luka Doncic. Yeah, cause that boy hoops, and he reminds me of a taller Ginobili, like just the way he attacks the basket with mm-hmm. just. I don't care who down there. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get a buck, and his ability to handle the ball at his size. So I, I just really like the way he's been playing. And it was just so unfortunate. Like, ah, the yeah, the ankle injury. Yeah, him and Porzingis got such a nice thing going. That um, when Luca first came into the league, I wasn't necessarily sold on him because to me, I just I watched his his highlights and yeah. I just seen a big white dude who can handle the ball a little bit and was kind of slow. Yeah. And I'm like, he definitely not that athletic. Yeah, the man is slow as shit. I, yeah. I get still surprises me. I'm like, how the fuck did he be getting by dudes like this? But he got a quick, he got a nice quick mm-hmm. step, a nice first uh, first step there. But um, like his skill level is is elite, mm-hmm. especially at his age. Like the man is what 21, 21 years old. It's because he has been playing in the, these Euro leagues since he was 13. Right, exactly. He been playing grown man ball all his life since he's been a kid, like a little ass kid. He's still mm-hmm. a kid, but since he's been a little kid. Um, so for him to come into the league, like what he did last year and then to see the jump that he made this year, I'm like, holy, how do you play that good? And then play so good this year that you're a candidate for most improved player. He deserves it. Honestly, you he might, he should win it. He improved literally in every stat, every single stat across the board. Like, like exaggerate like crazy yeah it's like, like don't even make sense. Yeah. Like it's cause he had a really good season last season. Yes. And like you're like, what the fuck? And the command he has on the offense mm-hmm. is something special. He, he like truly his, controls that pace. His vision mm-hmm. is is like LeBron type level, like LeBron level vision. Take him, take LeBron and and J Kid. Yes, and combine them. Yes, and you got Luca. Yes, his passing is elite. Mm-hmm. But then he can go and get a bucket, and he rebounds. He rebounds. Like he gets to the rim. His three pointer, like he shoots, he shoots what thirty one percent, I believe. Yeah, thirty one, thirty two, somewhere. So he there. still has to improve as a three point shooter, but the threat is always there because that mm-hmm. step back. The only one that got a better one is James Harden. His step back crazy. That step back is nuts. You could tell he studied that boy. James yes. Harden was like, oh, no, that's no, what no, his no, game no. is reminding me of. Is James Harden? Mm-hmm. Like he's he looks like a bigger James Harden, a little bit slower. Yeah. But uh, James Harden's the same way. He's not the most athletic guy, but um, he, James he, Harden uses contact, and he's the. King of exploiting the rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. James Harden is special, man. He's the god of the zero step. That's what I call him. That that man. Not Euro step, the zero step. I want to talk about him too, but um yeah, and then you bring in Porzingis and <sighs> so good. Porzingis is one of those dudes where like if he could just if he fully gets it together, mm-hmm. like he's unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Like 7 foot 3 can mm-hmm. shoot from 30. Handle the ball a little bit. Can handle the ball a little mm-hmm. bit. He's a defensive monster. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He got bigger. He put on the weight. Like he looks good. He's so quick. Yeah, he looks good, man. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just a matter of can he can he just hone it? Can yeah, he, I think he still needs to understand his game a little more. His, is what something, his impact is, is something gonna be. there? Where, like I'll be watching him and he'll be going off, and then it's just like some like a little mental error that happens. Yeah. Where it's just like, yo, man, if he can get it completely like a hundred percent together, there's there's nothing stopping that duel. Yeah, something's gonna have to click in them where it's like, is do or die. Yeah. I don't think he still. I don't think he plays like that yet. Right. He's still just like. Having fun hooping, yeah. And at some point, it's gotta, it gotta, it gotta go a little bit past that. Yeah, and and like Dallas got a, a terrific tandem to build upon for yeah. for the next couple of years. And but. I love that they brought Curry in there. 
Yep, Seth. Seth the has been playing Curry, really. Forgotten Curry. Like I don't know how he's forgotten Curry. He's me. played so good. Yeah, he's nice. He's always in our top five three point shooter since he's been in the league. Seth is nice. He don't get enough credit. Man. Yeah, and the people. I think what what happens with him is that they go look at his brother, and they try to compare the two. Like it's, that's not it's fair. Not the same. Yeah, it's not fair. You you can't do that to mm-hmm. him. But you could like just look at him as an individual player. Like anybody, I would love him on the Sixers. That's what we need. He'd be great. I would. We need. Oh that. my god. Like I would love him on the Sixers. Yo, you just no no. Listen now, let's unpack that because yeah. that's that would that would take y'all team to a good spot. That's a, we took another level. We're we're Yo. we're to another. We got somebody. You that got can, your main ball handler that can spread the floor. Right. Exactly. I would love him on my Sixers He's team. He's a good passer too. Good so passer. they got him under a, a very good contract. Um, a lot of people don't mention. Uh, uh, Dennis Smith. No, 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 no. Um, the other shooter. Uh, his dad was in the NBA. Oh, you talking about um? Okay, his name I was just slipping my mind. I want to say Peyton. It's not Peyton. Mm-mm. It is uh, Hardaway. Tim Hardaway. Hardaway yeah, Jr. Tim Hardaway Jr. Yeah, Tim Hardaway Jr. Um, he's been balling. He's aggressive. I like him, man. I like he's Tim aggressive. Hardaway Jr. I like that kid. He's aggressive. I I seen flashes of it in New York, but I feel like he really get got to get his feet wet in Dallas and yeah. he just do what he because he's getting all these open looks do. now with Luca. He's getting touches like Luca is like he's 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 penetrates. The defense collapses on him, and he has the vision and the passing skills to get mm-hmm. the ball out of his hands to open shooters, and them motherfuckers is knocking them shits down. Knocking them down. Yeah. Like, they're doing exactly what I wish my team was doing right mm-hmm. now. Because LeBron is doing the exact same thing. Yes. And we're just... Doom. Mm-hmm. Boom. But yeah, I like that Dallas team. Dallas and then, is good. But uh, Clippers is just... Uh, like, if I had to bet money on the team to win the championship this year, it's hard not to bet with them. Don't say that. It is, bro. My cousin is gonna hear this and he's gonna talk shit to me now. The, the Clippers, they're they it, man. Like, like Kawhi, I like for me, I'm a hundred percent Kawhi guy. Like, Kawhi's we, great. When we talk about the best players in the league, you got to talk about him. I, now. Like Kawhi is number one for me. You got to talk about him. It's like playoff Kawhi because he's he's got that mold where he turns it on. It's that Kobe it's like shit. The, it's the android. Yes, yes. He's a he's a robot, man. I'm going to get it by any means, Kawhi. He's legit an android created by Dr. Jiro. I'm yeah. I'm convinced. For sure. Because it's like he shows no emotion except kill. Mm-hmm. Especially in the I'm playoffs. I'm going at you. I'm coming at you. There's nothing and you I'm can do to stop me. And I'm clamping you the me. fuck up. And then I'm going to clamp you up on the opposite, uh, opposite side of the floor. He's one of the few players I've seen that can go into that zone where he can go and get a bucket on you on anybody he wants. Mm-hmm. And then that same player that was guarding him, you're not even going to like get close to the basket. Listen, man, I still have a tiny wound because when Kawhi was saying he was going to LA, I was hoping that he was talking about Lakers. Yeah. But you know, when he said he was going to the Clippers, I was like, because it stings even more because what's cool about me and my cousin is we're both L.A. fans. Right. But he's Clippers and I'm Lakers. Mm -hmm. So like we've been fiending for as long as we've been acquainted with one another to have a battle Los Angeles Western Conference final so we can just talk shit to each other the whole time about our teams battling. (laughs) And like this year might be the year that it'll happen. Oh, yeah. But I'm a little nervous like I'm a little nervous because Kawhi is such a threat. I'm not ner- I'm not worried about Paul George. Yeah, I'm going to answer that right now. I'm not worried about Paul George <laughs> at all. But he caused some playoff P. Did you hear what Barkley said about him? Yeah, I, I reposted it because I thought it was that, legendary. That was, yeah, that was hilarious. That was one of my favorite quotes of the year. That was so one far. of the hardest quotes I ever heard. I was like, damn, Yo, you Chuck can't is call your, it real. You can't call yourself playoff P and lose all the time, man. They don't call me championship Chuck. Yo, that was, shit was, I was like, hard. Gold. That was hard. This is why you work for TNT. And he's 100% right. Facts. He's 100% right. I don't agree with he's, Charles Barkley in a lot. 
That one I was 100% agreeing with. Man, what did he shoot that last game? 23%? He was terrible, bro. 23%. Paul George, when he gets to the playoffs, I don't get it. Like, he just... He just Just turns off. Yeah, he just turns it off. Like, he's the opposite of Kawhi. Yeah. Like, and I'm sitting there, like, I posted on Twitter. That's going to be their downfall. I posted on Twitter. I was like, yo, Kawhi lobbied. He made them trade all those those assets and Shea Gilgis Alexander and Nelly Gallinari for for this guy? Like, really? Like, I would prefer to have those players on this team right now over Paul George all Facts. day. Shea Gilgis Alexander is hooping. Gilgis Alexander is I like is that nice. player. Yeah. He is one of the reasons why my, my player plays for the Thunder. Yeah. Because I wanted to hoop with him. Hell yeah. That boy can hoop. Mm-hmm. He's a beast. And now he's learning under CP3 for a year, maybe two. So good. He's going to be nice, man. Let's he's going to be a perennial let's, all-star. Let's talk about that. Like, I'm a little... I, I didn't have high hopes for the Thunder. I'm just going to be honest. Me with neither. You. Coming into the season? Yeah, no. Oh, yeah. I thought there was going to be a lottery team. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But I'm I'm very surprised that they got to the point that they are. So, you know, kudos to them. Yeah. But, yeah, it's about to be over. Yeah. yeah this, this is a wrap. Um, Houston. So, I posted on Facebook with what the Houston lineup is like. Uh, like the high, the tallest player in the six, seven. lineup is 6'7". And I was like, oh, yeah, 6 is a sweep them. Or 4 or 5 or whatever like that. Um, yeah. I was wrong. I like Houston. Like, w- like I'm for the rest of this playoffs. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'm a Houston fan. I I'll tell you why. I did a little bit of research, and uh, and I'll tell you why Houston small ball works. It's not just small ball. It's iso ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, I looked at a chart, and it showed average isolation plays for a player per game. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see. In third place was, I believe, LeBron with, like, two per game. I think uh, second place was definitely Russell Westbrook, Mm -hmm. which had, like, four or five per game. Okay. Then you go to James Harden. Ask how many plays are set up for isolation for James Harden per game. You probably have a good, like, 10 to 15. 19. Yeah. 19 plays per game. Yeah. Our isolation plays for James Harden. Makes sense. And I'm going to go back to my original point of why James Harden is the primary exploiter of the rules in such an amazing way. Mm-hmm. There's something called the zero step in NBA that a lot of people don't pay attention to. And that's this is why James Harden's step back is not a travel. Because in your gather, you don't, yes, you get a gather and then you're supposed to get two steps. But what people don't realize linking those two steps is a zero step. So while your gather is finishing, you get one step and then you get your initial two following that. Mm-hmm. So you technically get three steps, mm-hmm. but that first step is counted as the zero step because it's still part of your gather. Right. So this is how James Harden gets you on the Euro. Every time he goes, it's his Euro is different than anyone else's Euro. Cause everyone else's is two moves. Yeah. It's just boom, boom. James Harden is not. He picks up the dribble with his zero step. He sees which way your body's going. And then that's the way he goes with his Euro. Yeah. Right. Left. Or he picks up his dribble. He's stationary on two feet at that point. So he can choose which way he's going depending on which way your body going. Yeah. Left, right. Yeah. Same thing with his step back. That first dribble, then you have one step, and then you have one, two. Yeah. To set your feet. Mm-hmm. The zero step. James, James Harden. James Harden. And Genius. I'm, 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 I'm going to... I was always... Not in the James Harden's camp, mm-hmm. but like I was like uh, to me like in the playoffs will come around and I was always like oh yeah he a choke artist and he mm-hmm. had these opportunities and but then I really think about it 
And I think about what he has went against yes. in these last. Like he's went against the greatest, one of the greatest franchise dynasties we ever seen in the Golden, Golden State, State Warriors. Like back to back to back. It's All just right. like what it's like what Stockton and Malone had to go up against. Right. Right, right. Great players. That's why they never won chips because exactly. they had to play. Well, they had to go against Jordan, like two consecutive years. They had to go against Jordan, like so. Th- th- so they had to go against that Warriors team, and then his his running mates, like Chris Paul, got hurt in hurt. one series. Mm-hmm. All right, they lose that one, and then the next series after that, um, shit. I, last year, I thought they should have won that that series. Like they was down, was it down three two, and then they lost in that game six. But um, it's just one of those things where like I kind of just let that shit go now. Yeah. Like I try not to hold it against him because he's such an amazing player. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like what he's he's doing, the best scorer in the game. He might be the like, and I know this might sound like an exaggeration. He might be the best offensive player I think I ever seen. It's not exaggeration like, because it's, no it's one ridiculous what he does with the, in the on the basketball. That's court. it right there. No one moves the way he moves. It's ridiculous, bro. Like. The ability to create his shot, I've never seen anybody do it like that. Seriously. I've seen people do it with contact or with, like, you know, creating space with, you know, jump step backs or, you know, hop steps or things like that. This dude, if he don't out-dribble you, he's going to blow by you. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't blow by you, he's going to get the contact and he's still going to finish on you because he's strong. Yeah. Like, yes. and don't, and don't, Step off, cause I'm gonna pull it on you. Right. Like, what can you do with that? It's what Mello could have been if he was a guard. Like, cause if you think about Denver Mello, that's exactly how he was. He can get to any spot on the floor. Mm-hmm. He can back you down. He can go to the paint. He'll jam on you. He could shoot three. But he didn't have the ball handle that James Harden got. That's the factor. The way he's able to break down his defender. Like yes. you said, they run in all these isos. You, you, when you watch Houston play, it's like it's no screens. He's not getting no screen set. It's one on one. Everybody's spaced out. Can you stop me? Yeah, nobody can guard him one on one. Like there's nobody that can guard him one on one right now. And majority of these series, Period. the only like two players I could think of would be like Kawhi Leonard, yeah, who will do a decent job with him one on one. Iggy, Iggy, I think Iggy could might probably be to do, do a decent job. But it's just one of those things. That's like it. he just blow by anybody. And then he's a great passer on top of that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the one element of his game that a lot of people don't talk about. Like, his score. Because he scores so much. Yeah, exactly. The man mm-hmm. averaged, what, 35 points again? Again, led the lead in, in, in points score. per mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, like, the man is an awesome passer. He averages, like, six or seven assists a game. Man, he averages, like, ten. In the bubble? Yes. What? I think, well... I gotta go look at the stats, but probably the man in the bubble. Like, he's been he's been passing a lot more. And this Houston offense, man, and they shoot they like sh- it's, they it's shoot. threes or layups. It's, it's like are we gonna get a layup or we're we gonna get a three? Simple That's as it. that. They cut all the other shit all out. The sh- there's other no shit is out. there's no mid range. There's no risky plays. Right. You're either shooting a three, we're setting you up for a three, or yep. we're iso balling to James Harden to go to the basket. And what they did, so they really when they when they traded Capella, they did that for Westbrook mm-hmm. because they wanted Westbrook. Westbrook's their best. Rebounder. Westbrook is pretty much their their pseudo center. Mm-hmm. Like he's their big man. He's their he's, best rebounder. He's crashing down. Exactly. He's mm-hmm. crashing down. He's going for the offensive rebounds on misses. He's going to get the defensive rebounds. He's pushing the break there for you guys. He's not a great That's shooter. That's what's important right there. Yeah. When you get the rebound and you have the ability to push. Yes. And you're actually a point guard. Right. And he's gone. He's like, bye. But now they're doing what they're doing to OKC right now without even Westbrook in the lineup. It's James Harden. Man. He's unreal. You guys played him in the second round? 
Yeah. Oh, that's going to be tough. That's what I'm saying. I'm that's scared. That's going to be tough. But it, y'all got AD we and big. LeBron. We yeah. big as fuck. Yeah. So that's what's going to save us. Th- and not just that. We got JaVale and we got Dwight. That's going to be a very interesting matchup. Speed versus size. That's going to be a very interesting. Because it's literally two different elements of games mm-hmm. colliding against. Like, styles makes matchups. And this is the and what's perfect re- example. What really it. scares me, too, is the way the officiating has been. It's been some of the worst officiating I've seen. Oh, man. Damn. Period. It really has Not been. just on our games. I'm talking bubble yeah, league wide. wide yeah league like, wide it's been terrible officiating it's like my cousin brought up a very valid point when he was here and he was like he's like i don't know man it seems like the it seems like the referees needed to get some reps in the offseason too it seemed like they needed to be like watching film or like seriously refing like league games or like something like that because like it's like they lost a step or something yeah. they're calling some shitty calls yeah. like even called like i've been getting mad even when they call calls on the team we're playing against. Right. I'm like, that. come on. I'm like, that was a bad call. It's a lot of inconsistencies. It's very inconsistent. But, and that's the main thing with me with refs is like, okay, I may not agree with your call, mm-hmm. but make Be that consistent. call consistent. Right. If you're going to call it on this player, call mm-hmm. it on that player too. Everybody. All right. If you're going to be calling it here, make sure you call If you're going to call it in the first quarter, make sure you call it in the fourth quarter. Don't mm-hmm. pick and choose your spots because you feel like it. Like yeah. if you see in something in a specific way, make sure you call it that way. I agree. Like it's And bullshit. that makes me exceptionally nervous because James Harden, again, is the king of drawing the foul. Right. And uh, we have very foul centric big men. In Dwight Howard yep. and JaVel McGee. Yep. They love to get in foul trouble. So JaVel McGee. That makes me nervous. But I, I just I just trust in the power of LeBron. You got to. That LeBron factor is a factor for a reason. I mean and A D. And A D is yeah. there too. He's been hooping. Like because they like you think about it. They have zero answer for A D. Mm-mm. Or LeBron, like zero answers. LeBron, you can match up more so better with because you could put Covington, you put Covington on him. On him yeah. You could put Tucker on him. Mm-hmm. But like, what are they going to do, do with AD? With, with AD, like, wait, what are you going to do with that? You know, no, what, know who I think is going to be our X factor in the series against the Rockets? Dwight. You think so? Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard. If you if you watch the last few games, he's getting in a groove. Mm-hmm. Like his. Ability on the offensive glass yeah. is invaluable. Yeah. Our team averages like 10 offensive rebounds a game. He averages like five of them. Yeah. So I think he's going to be a huge factor because there's going to be a lot of opportunity for garbage buckets if they're not making their shots. Yeah. And Dwight's just going to be down there just, who going who gonna to box him out? My only concern with Dwight and really like the other centers as well. I think uh, I think you're going to see a lot of AD at center that series. You need to. Because I don't think you're going to be able to play them on the floor when it comes to the... That small ball? Yeah. Yeah. Because you're going to have them spaced out. Mm-hmm. And will they have that ability to be able to get back to the rim to go get that rebound or, or if they, out or if, three. so let's say James Harden, he's pushing, he's, he's, he's breaks his man down. He gets into the rim. Mm-hmm. Dwight crashes in or JaVale crashes in. So now they have a wide open Covington or PJ Tucker in the corner for open threes. Mm-hmm. Like, like that can have a lead go from a tie game. So now you're down 12, just like that quickly. You know what I'm saying? So what they're going to need to do is they're going to need to, like you said, run AD at the five. And when James Harden brings his ass out the game, Put Dwight in. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be the key. Put that, Dwight in. Like it's gonna be. It's and like and that's another element. Like coaching is a huge element. Like when to get these players in and out. Mm-hmm. When it's like what substitution packages you're gonna put together and what everything. Lineups. That, yeah, what lineups? Lineups are, are so important. That's what's been. I feel like that's been our biggest downfall as Lakers as a team. Yeah. Lineup management has been terrible. Yeah. 
It's like yeah, yeah. I wasn't the big I wasn't the biggest Frank Vogel guy when he got the job. Yeah, I was like, I see, he seems like he's just kind of like a puppet. I'm I'm happy he's there for the defensive side. Like he should have been like a defensive coordinator. I thought like, they should have gave Ty Lue the job. Agreed. Right off jump. Yeah, agreed. I think they should have given the Ty He's Lue. just there for now. Next year, Jason Kidd will be our head coach. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, Jason Kidd's gonna be the head coach. Vogel might still be on the coaching staff, but he's not gonna be the head. Yeah, I can see that. So like. I, I feel like they really brought him there as the voice defensively to help their defensive scheme because the Lakers have been shit the last few years on defense. Yeah. And we've been one of the best defensive this year. Yeah. yeah so that's solid. largely a part of, obviously, AD and LeBron being there, but Frank Vogel's schemes from Indy. Have you been watching any of the uh, the Utah-Denver series? Nope. I love Jokic, but the games are not interesting enough. Like, I watched the first one, and I was yeah. just like, this is boring. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie. You thought that first game was boring? I did. Oh man, Donovan Mitchell and uh, and Murray going at it. And that was the only element that was cool. Like the rest of the game, it, it, it took so long to get to that point. That didn't start happening until like the third quarter where they started really battling each other. Like the Donovan Mitchell was just shitting the whole first half. He was just doing whatever he wanted to. Mm-hmm, the whole game. Yeah, like like when he came out, the, I think it was like the second or third play, and just straight boomed on whoever was down there. I was like, oh. Okay. Yeah. That's what type of time we on today, huh, Donovan? Mm-hmm. Okay, Spider Mitchell is out here today. Spider is okay, out. Okay, okay, I see. But, like, like I said, that didn't have, they didn't start really, like, going at each other until, like, the third quarter. Murray, he don't get enough talk. Man, Murray. He good. The way he stepped up in that game was impressive. He good. Yeah, that boy And good. Jokic is one of my favorite players because I'm really on this, like, point center wave right now. Yeah. Like, I really love the big man that can facilitate. Yeah. I feel like that's going to be something very, very valuable going into the new generation of the the league that's a fact with like how centric the the uh perimeter is right you're gonna have to have bigs that can operate on the perimeter and and play make yeah and i feel like Jokic is the archetype of that mm-hmm. can you imagine a Jokic type player with athleticism um i think you kind of almost see that in miami and bam out of body that's true yeah that's true that he, is true. He's not as skilled he's, as Jokic. He's, he's not as big either. And he's not as big. Yeah, Bam is like 6'8". 6'8", 6'9". 6'9", maybe. Yeah, Jokic is Jok- a bona fide seven-footer. Yeah, yeah, Jokic is big as shit. Yeah. Um, and like his, like he, like you said, he's a center that can rip and run. Mm-hmm. Like he's leading the fast break. Bam on a fast break? Yeah. Good night. Yeah. That's, um, What about that series, too? We didn't talk about the Miami series either. It's, that series is over. Yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that series is over. They, like, right. Indiana ain't got no... They're they missing arguably their best player in Sabonis. Mm-hmm. Um, Malcolm Brogdon's doing the best that he's can. TJ Warren, shout out to TJ Warren. He's been he hooped. He used up all his juice. Yeah, he's like done. like that. He dropped fifty on my Sixers. Yeah, you know he, he damn near dropped sixty on my Sixers. And I'm like, true. yo, we can't stop TJ Warren. Then he goes out and he has another thirty, and then another forty. Like he was balling, he's tripping. But um, like you look at when he had that run, it was all field goals. Yeah, like he wasn't getting to the free throw line. Mm-mm. Like he just got hot. Like you know, he, 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 he got hot. But now again in this Miami series, he's back to like just regular TJ Warren. Eighteen points, twenty points here. And there, Miami is a real scra- scrappy team. I I like this Miami team, man. Mm-hmm. I, I love. They're sleeper. People, they are. They're not getting enough attention. The Bucks. I think they play the Bucks next round. Their their young players are really confident. That team is going to give the Bucks hell. I agree. They're going to give the Bucks hell because the way they shoot the ball, they're the best shooting team in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. Jimmy Butler, he's a dog on defense. Dog. He he could run the offense, and then he's able to be that point guard for them and get all their shooters out there. Bam at a bio, he's an all-star for a reason. He's a point center, man. You know what I'm saying? So they run a lot of their offense through Bam at a bio. 
you got Duncan Robinson. He might be the best shooter in the NBA right now. Yeah. Like anytime he's got he's to, unconscious. He's got to the point where anytime that he shoots the ball, I'm surprised that if it doesn't go in. Yeah, he's like, unconscious. It's at that point right now. He's unconscious it's right now. He reminds stupid. me of like he reminds me of like Pager when he was really going off in Sacramento yes, when he yes. was just hitting everything. Everything. It just like, goes in. Just just like damn, it just goes right. in. Everything just goes in. I think he's shooting like over 50% from three. This shit is dumb he's right smooth now. Too. And then on top of that, he's not just one dimensional. Like the man can go can and finish. create a shot. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's not just like catch and shoot, man. If he catch the ball, you want him. All right, I can dribble pass. Boom, you boom. Can go get to the rim if I need to. Mm-hmm. But that shot is going in. If it's up, it's wet. That joint is going in. It's yeah. That might, and they're deep. They're that yeah. yeah Their bench is deep as yes. shit. That's, I'm telling you, Miami, people don't talk about Miami they enough. I, they, I, I got them more gonna respect. They're going to give the Bucks some trouble. Yeah, I agree they with is. You. They is. And I think their pace is, is a matter yes. of their, the way they play. Yep. Their pace is not, I don't think, I don't think the Bucks are going to be ready to play their style of play for however many games it takes. It's going to be tough, man. That's going to be a really good series. This round two is going to be legit, man, because you're going to have them, Miami and, and, and Milwaukee. Milwaukee, mm-hmm. they're going to dog shit. Like, people was overreacting. Orlando beat Milwaukee game one. I'm like, yo, come on, man. Like, come they on, did dude. this last year against Toronto. They got game one. Come on, it was dude. fun. Like, it was a good game. Y'all still trusting that Aaron Gordon? Like, come on, bro. Like, they're going to finish them boys. Like, that, that series is over. Let's yeah. come on now. Let's be realistic. Um, and then in round two, you got Toronto yeah. and, and Boston. Toronto is my team I got coming out of the East, by the way. I'm not surprised. I like that Pascal team. Siakam I is love that Toronto my favorite team. player in the East besides Giannis. They are the, the best. They have the best coach in the NBA right now, Nick Nurse. Easily. Nick Nurse is like the schemes. And like he he does what you want your coach to do. He put mm-hmm. his, his players in the best position to, to succeed. To do work. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Fred Van Vliet. Van Vliet comes out like this dude. Where the hell did this dude come from? Word. Like ever since he had his baby last year, he just been on he a just tear. Turned. Yeah, he just yeah, turned into a different player. He's wilding. He just turned to a whole different player. I love, I love his, I love everything about his game because he's low to the low to the ground. I like them smaller players that are like built. Yeah. Like he's Stocky. he's strong. It's all in his ass and legs. Yeah, he <laughs> it's just, all, it's like, all in his lower body. Don't think you're just gonna bully him because uh-huh. he's little. Like no. Yep. I'm going to push you out the way a little bit and I'm going to get just that little smidgen of space I need mm-hmm. to get the bucket. And like, Kyle Lowry's built the same exact player. The same way. The same exact player they built like. Kyle Lowry's been on shit too. I love Kyle Lowry, man. He's they, a scrappy. You could tell he's from Philly. He's one Exactly. <laughs> he's one of those players <laughs> that I freaking hate going against. Yeah. But if I'm not going yeah, against dog. him, I love him. Yeah, yeah dog. I love him. Yeah. He's a dog. He, he goes out. He's doing all the dirty shit. He fucks a lot. I don't feel like he gets enough credit for leading his team. That's a fact. He's a great leader. He is. He He's is. been a constant in Toronto for how many was it? Seven seasons now at this point? I think Eight so. seasons? Yeah. Like, he's a great leader. Like, I, I watch his mannerisms when he's off the court. Like, and like the young players are in, in the game. And he's mm-hmm. like, he's still, he's actively engaging with him. He's standing yep. there on the sideline. When people are coming out, he's talking to him. Boom, boom, boom. Good game. You know, patting him on the butt. Like, right. he's a, a great leader. Yeah, I agree 100%. I feel that- like that's going to take that. That takes a team far. No matter what pieces you got, if you got a great leader. Toronto, like, they're the... That's one of those franchises. Like, they got Masai Ujiri, who I think is the best general manager in the NBA. Period. Not close. And they just find talent. Like, think of Van Vliet. He was was either a second or undrafted player. Pascal Siakam is the cheapest all-star I've ever seen in my life. Late first round picking Pascal Siakam. They get... Kyle Lowry from Houston and they turn him into an all-star. Mm-hmm. They got Norman Powell, solid he role been player. Hooping. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Serge Ibaka, he, he come in, he refines they, his I'm re- so glad that role. Serge got got a chance to like really, really come back out and hoop. Because exactly. he, he had like one or two seasons where it was just like, damn, Serge. Mm-hmm. And then he came there and it was just like, yeah. what? Serge this is, is yo, that, And they man? keep, they simplify for him. Yo, this and, is what um, I want you to do. Space the floor, shoot threes, the protect one? the rim. What's the other, what's the other kid they got? Um, uh, um, I know it's a Boucher. Is it Boucher? No, uh, Anobi. Oh yeah, OG I like and OG and Anobi yeah. too. He's solid. Yes. They just have a bunch of solid players, and they low just and, and they low maintenance, and they're like they're just fine, like undrafted and second round pit and late first rounders, and they coach them up, they mm-hmm. develop their talents, and then they come in and they're being like key figures. They're efficient in as their hell. team. Mm-hmm. Like I love the Toronto team. Man. It's so organic. It's been put together. It, it's is you could tell and a lot of the scheme. Like you said. Yeah, you could tell the scheme is a lot like how San Antonio was a few years back, like the way they just. Brought in talent organically, drafted for the most part, yes. or or grabbed free agents and yep. developed them to the point that they wanted them to be. That's how Kawhi got to how he was. Yeah, like that development. You could tell Nick Nurse takes a lot of that influence from the way San Antonio ran the team. That's a fact. Like that 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 Popovich. Yeah, he's like a young Popovich. Yes, yeah, that's exactly I what love he is. The way he coaches. That's man. exactly what he is, man. And he takes accountability. Mm-hmm. That's very important in a coach. Like. He, a lot of times you see coaches like try to like waver, you know, the direction of where blame goes. Right. Not Nick Nurse. Never on that bullshit. Never Nick Nurse. Yep. That's a, he takes that's a that shit on the chin. He's like, look, man, we got to come up with a better game plan. We got to think of what we need to do as a team. And boom, boom, boom. I knew it was real last year against the Warriors when they brought out a boxing one. Yeah. To get them back in that, in that game. I think it was a game five. Or is it game game five or game four? four or five? I think yeah. It, yeah, they brought out a boxing. I'm like, what the fuck? This and dude this shit is legend. Worked. It worked, bro. I'm like, yo, this is nuts. Who thinks of stuff like that? Somebody that's trying to win. Somebody that's trying to be exactly. great. Exactly. That man, exactly. yo, that man, Nick Nurse, want to be great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, like, I love watching it. He's a huge X factor. He's yeah. a huge X factor for that team. Like, because when they play Boston next round, yeah, um, that's gonna be a good series as well. Because mm-hmm. like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, what they've been doing to my Philly boys, yo, uh, now Kimba starting to come alive. Marcus Smart, yeah, Marcus Smart has Smart. not been getting enough credit. He is a dog on defense. He's one of the best defenders right now. He is, he yo, one on one too. Yeah, like he's taking the assignment. He's like, nah, nah, I'm mm-hmm. here. What's good? His his defensive IQ is is elite. It's yes. up there with the Draymonds, the Kawhis. Mm-hmm. He's just always in the right position. Mm-hmm. He's just and he's a great help defender too. Exactly, great help defender. What he's doing to Embiid, man, it's, it's so embarrassing. Like they like as soon as Embiid posts up, he'll come over, he'll bait him, uh-huh, uh-huh. he'll make him pass it, and he's in the passing lane. Gotta be quicker. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh my god, he's all over the place. I'm like, yo, Embiid, how do you keep falling for this, bro? I, I like the way that kid plays, man. Marcus Smart is. He important. He important to that Boston team. He is. And I'm so glad that Kemba is there because I felt like he's the right point guard for Boston. He is. He's not because Kyrie, he like Kyrie, as as great as he is, he's a ball stopper. Yeah. Like he's he's he's, he's, he's gonna, not about pace. You know what I'm saying? Like with Kemba, he can do a lot of the same things that Kyrie can do, mm-hmm. but he's more he's more so into the scheme. He's a floor general. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. He's more so into the scheme. He he doesn't mind. Okay, man, I didn't. I only got eight shots this game. Mm-hmm. I'm cool, not gonna let whatever. that affect me. Yeah, as long as we, we got the W. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's about that win. He's about the W. He's not necessarily just all about the stats. I love his handle too. Yeah, and exactly, he got a top five handle in, in the league. Man, that's that New York handle, credit. man. Yeah, his handle crazy. That's that New York handle. Mm-hmm. Simple Damn. as that. I'm so glad that I'm so glad that the NBA is back, man. It is, bro. The bubble. It's been lit. Shout out to Adam Silver, man. Shout out to uh, I, I knew Michelle it, Roberts. I knew it was gonna be great when Adam Silver took over. 
He is such a good NBA commissioner. Yeah, he is. Like I can't I say enough good credit things credit about him. Although he did fuck my Sixers, but other than that, he he yeah, yeah he's solid. He, he's a solid NBA commissioner. You could tell he keeps his ear to the streets as far as like what's working. Right. He got his pulse on his game and, and, and on his organization and he knows everything that's happening. Yeah. And he's in control of the direction that they're going. Like, mm-hmm. it, you know, it was the, it, the best option they could have had after, after our previous, our previous, uh, predecessor, because I mean, mm-hmm. how much can you say about him? Right. I mean, David Stern, rest in peace, my right. man, you a goat. All right. But you got a great successor. That's a fact. Adam Silver. You taught him well. Yeah, you taught that man well. Taught him so, well, man. Shout out to the NBA. Shout out to the bubble. Shout out to them just being safe and getting the players in an environment where they can just yeah, man, it's do what they love to do and, and give us what we've been fiending for because we've been going crazy without that. And it's good basketball, man. Such good basketball. It's it reminds me of like AAU. On. Yes. Like where boys are just out there hooping. They're not thinking hooping. about nothing. No crowds, no distractions. Yeah, no paparazzi, just no none of that. There. they just out there playing just ball. out there, man, just hoping. It's, it's, it's so... And it's like the thing about it, so you literally got games all day, like... All day long. Like my sixes come on in a half an hour. Games like, all day long. Like literally from one o'clock until, you, until midnight. As soon as you get up, you can just watch games. Start watching games. Like that's one thing that I, I'm not mad about the bubble for is like the way they had to give things to us. Yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but I get to watch basketball all, all damn day. day. I can't complain about that. Like, what? I'm like, you shit. It's, and I and I love my secret little, before we go, my secret little favorite thing about the bubble is the virtual fans. I do like this. This is <laughs> hilarious, dude. It's hilarious. You see how WWE yeah. copied them, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> WWE is doing it better, but like NBA... It's That's lit. Like the funniest thing. Yeah, it's lit. You see a lot did you of catch characters. Yeah, I did. Did you catch Lil Wayne smoking? I didn't see him smoking, no. <laughs> I didn't see him smoking. So there's a gif on Twitter where Lil Wayne is like, you see him in the frame, and then you see his head just disappear. Ah. And then you see his head come back up, and then just a cloud of smoke. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> it's just like a yeah. four-second clip. Yeah. It's like one of the funniest things I've seen. Just like, it makes me pay attention to the little yeah, virtual little fans just to like see that. who's out there. Like, you never know who going to catch. Right. We catch some funny people. So. Yeah, man. It's been a dope. It's been a whole dope experience. And we got to give it. appreciation to the players for going through with this. Yeah. Like, they didn't have to do this. It's a unique circumstance. Because there's is. a lot of players that chose to sit out. Right. But, ah, man, I'm so glad. Yeah, man. The NBA is back in swing. It's back. It's full, full swing. I don't like to watch anything more than basketball, sport-wise. Mm-hmm. Like... Basketball and wrestling is my two go-to sports to watch. Yeah. So, uh, man, I'm it's so lit, happy. man. I'm like a little kid. It is. It's, it's, it's fucking lit, bro. Man. I had fun talking about it today. Shout bro. out to you for having me on the show. Yeah, man. Man, it's always fun being here with the sport. You enthusiasm cast. It's a good time. I still got to get you in the room with Ruder, too. Yeah. I, I told him about today, and uh, he said he'd let me know if he'd be available. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, we got to figure something out. We all get together. Let's we do, just we do an episode. We'll just make it. We'll make it. Uh available for him like whatever the best day is for him yeah. if i have to alter the day that i normally record i'm fine with that all right because i definitely want to get in a room with him i want to pick his brain yeah. like i got a lot of stuff that i want to ask him yeah i feel you so like just from listening to the podcast like i've formulated like kind of an opinion of like how he is sport wise right so i want to like really get a chance to meet him and talk to him i so feel like, you i'm real excited about it i feel you on that one but yeah the, uh like I don't know. We might as well just drop our, our all our information right now and let everybody know where to find us at. Yeah, man. Pushstarmedianetwork.com. Mm-hmm. You better go click it. Click it, click it. Go look at it, man. There's, there's things there for everybody. Everybody. You can't do anything without Push and Start. If you like Power Rangers, it's there. If you like anime, it's there. If you like sports, it's there. If you like video games, it's, it's there. there. Like, 
whatever you're looking for, you're going to find it there. We guarantee it. You can't do anything without push and start. Bryce Benjamin, thank you so much for having me on the podcast, man. Man, man appreciate you. Man, it's always it's always a pleasure. That's a fact, man. Always and, a pleasure. Until next time, my G, go ahead. You can take us out, man. This is your show. Man, drink some more water. Mm-hmm. And y'all take care.